0: Welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is Court Winsett.
1: I'm not important today, Katie.
0: Oh, but you know who is important? Who? Cam Span.
1: I'm important? (sighs) Ah... Does that mean this is my episode?
2: It is Cameron's episode. You know, one of the big things that we do, Katie, uh, here, uh, beyond just, you know, stock pointers and stock tips and bonds and so forth, you know, we're we're not just your everyday stock broker. We're a, a full-service financial planning, legal, and accounting firm. And, of course, one of the things that we come across a lot when we're doing especially when we do financial plans is we have a lot of clients who have small businesses startups that they're doing we felt like an interesting aspect of sort of your money and how your money works would be to sort of focus on something that we don't talk about a lot for small business owners big business owners whatever what Cameron does for us and, and sort of let him focus in on an element of running your business that some people probably give a lot of thought to and some people probably don't give much thought to at all. Mm-hmm. And that would be branding.
0: So it's kind of like the bull. You know, this is Bullcast, cast and uh, we also have bull talk, bull TV, all the bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's there actually was an April Fool's joke that went out that we were getting rid of the bull and we were going to start doing the pig. Um, and The Pickler Pig. The Pickler Pig, and that was actually a, tr- a real logo that Cam created because Memphis does have barbecue fest. So he, that was a real logo. But uh, it was interesting the comments of some of our clients going, "Oh, okay, you're, y'all are going to start being pig talk now," and uh, that doesn't sound as cool. <laughs> swine
2: as, time. Swine
0: time. That <laughs> that doesn't sound as good. cool as. Bull talk, bull cast, bull, you know, whatever. So, Cam, it's your episode. And
1: what I learned from that April Fool's post is people like the bull. We're not getting rid of the bull.
0: You know, the bull goes everywhere, and the bull has different outfits, and you know different. He's like personas. a Barbie doll.
2: He's he's like a Barbie doll. Yeah, you Barbie know. doll. He's got his own outfit, or GI Joe. He's got his own outfits. You know, he does. <laughs> you just dress him up however you want.
0: But this was also a presentation that you know on the last episode, if you listen, we talked about. We went to Hawaii and went and talked to a group down there. And Cam gave this presentation on the importance of branding and how it really does go back to your financial success of your business, whether you're a Fortune 500 company or just a small mom and pop place trying to get started. And so we're going to do several of those sessions that we gave in Hawaii. We're going to do an episode on it. But so, yeah, Cam, it's yours. Take it over.
1: I get to be the guinea pig. Yay. (laughs) Y'all ready to talk branding? Are you ready for this? Oh, baby, you know it. Okay. So for our listeners... Uh, When I'm not producing this podcast, I am Chief Branding Officer of Pickler Companies. No, I do not brand cattle. (laughs) (laughs) That's a shame. Yeah, it's hard to narrow down exactly what that title holds, but it's kind of like brand advocate, marketing, communications, designer, all those things in one.
0: He wears many hats.
1: Yeah, yeah. So in today's podcast, I hope to discuss a few things like what is branding, differentiating branding from marketing, and maybe how you can grow your brand.
0: Mm. Nice. I'm excited.
1: Yum. Awesome. What do you guys think of when you hear branding? Like what word or concept? There's no wrong answer.
2: I mean, I'm... Your image? Yeah. More often than not, I just think of marketing. And so it's probably good that you're going to go over for everybody the difference between branding and marketing, because
1: I always just go straight to marketing. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a blend of those, actually. Y'all gave good answers. So a lot of people think branding is your logo Mm -hmm. and just your logo, and that's not it. That's just one piece to the puzzle. So branding is your story, um, how you tell it, how customers feel when they leave your business. Uh, We're going to get into that a little bit, but it's a business strategy that is used to develop solid relationships. That's a good way to break it down, right? Hmm. So your brand sets you apart from your competition and gives your customer a reason to buy from you. Uh Yeah, pretty nifty, huh?
0: Well, and and that makes sense when you think about it, like especially with clothing, like it's all about, you know, are you a name brand person? So that, that really rolls into everything though.
1: That's exactly right. And the other side of the coin is, you can have your personal brand. Like yeah. Katie, you have a brand. Court, you have a brand. We all have brands. So, what does
0: your brand say about you? Court?
1: I honestly, I can't, I can't even imagine what my brand is.
2: I, you know, Polar I think, bears and pugs. I, I, the way I think that people perceive me is is apparently not the way that they actually perceive
1: me. So, <laughs> I'd say your brand is stoic, kind of dry, <laughs> dry sense of humor. Yeah, the pugs. That court patented stoicism. Is, yes. Is, uh, <laughs> Katie, what's your brand? I don't know. High heels?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I would like to think it's uh, bubbly and friendly and energetic and uh, creative. but
1: I would agree with that.
0: Yeah, who knows?
1: (laughs) One more important thing to remember when it comes to branding is your brand is the promise you make to your customers. So promise Mm. is the key word there. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So let's dive a little bit deeper. Okay. Let's do it. Deep dive. It. All right. Brand is all about first impressions. You want okay. to make a good first impression, right? You've heard that growing up. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You want when somebody leaves your business to have that warm and fuzzy feeling mm-hmm. or just a, of any kind of positive feeling. Right. Again,
2: I know we're sort of going off off business here, but Robin and I over the weekend watched Hitch. Oh. Uh, yeah. And Hitch is I'm all really... about that. Hitch is all about the Yeah. <laughs> they're creating the... The star of that movie might be one Will Smith, who who just recently slapped somebody. <laughs> but uh the the, slap heard around the world. His whole his whole sort of idea is is kind of is kind of all about that first impression, is mm-hmm. making that making that first impression on a person. But that's that's human interaction. But everybody, every everybody takes away something from that first, whatever it is, first kiss, first. Uh, first interaction, first handshake, first time you walk into a store, you know, there's always something. There's always that first thing and that that can stick with people a lot. That's right. Mm.
1: For better or for worse.
0: Yeah, I mean it's I I don't hope I'm not stealing your thunder, Cam, but no. it's the first impression with a business is if, you know, they set an appointment, like what is their first interaction or if they come in to buy a product from your place or to have an appointment, like who are they greeted with? What is the feeling? Like does the office smell funky? Like are they offered a glass of water like what those are all things that are like devil in the details which my my event planning company is pickler events it's all in the details because the details are what i think matter and a lot of times get muddied and it's all just about like oh no we're just here to sell pizza but it's, you gotta have Who's that. Who's selling
1: pizza? <laughs> I want some pizza. But you're right. Details are incredibly important. Every business should focus on the small details, but a lot of them don't. Mm-hmm. So uh, differentiating logo from branding, like I said earlier, they are not the same. Mm-hmm. In fact, they work harmoniously. So I found this nifty little graphic. So your brand is the perceived emotional corporate image as a whole. Your identity is visual aspects that form part of the overall brand. And your logo identifies a business in its simplest form. And that's my favorite part of creating logos is is telling a robust story in the most simplified form possible. It's really fun.
0: So that's why it's important to spend time on your logo and not just and and some money because it's going to hopefully represent who you are and then be carried forward forever and ever and always.
1: Amen. <laughs> so when you all see the Mercedes logo, what do you guys think of? What comes to mind? It's probably not expensive. Yeah, it's probably not cheaply made or no. falls apart, right? right no, no. It's definitely, you know,
0: luxury.
2: Luxury, yeah. expensive. Yeah, that's, I, I think mostly of expensive first, yeah.
1: probably. And that's good brand storytelling. Mercedes has built that over mm-hmm. years and years and years.
0: Cars for sure send a certain message. It sends their culture kind of just from looking at their logo. Like I know Subaru sends kind of more of an outdoorsy, mm-hmm. you know, granola. kind of granola yeah. type life. And mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, good, solid. Outdoorsy car.
1: Yeah, growing up, I always assumed Kia was cheaply made. That was just kind of the perception. Yeah. But they recently rebranded, I think, to get rid of that stigma, and their cars are looking pretty good too. Have you seen Kias lately? Yeah, there was a there was an interesting uh, Kia I saw the other day that had like it had no
2: top, guys. It, it had no top, <laughs> and I, I was looking at it going, "Is that a?" And when I walked past it, I was like, "Oh, that's a that's a Kia without a top. That was a topless Kia. It's weird." <laughs> Hashtag topless Kia. topless Kia. I mean, you know that that kind of it just kind of felt like a oh hey let's let's throw some some stuff in the back of the Kia and go for some some foresting or something I don't know you yeah. <laughs> know it just it wasn't the 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 oh here let's toss the kids in the car and go to a movie
1: it was you know it was a little bit more outdoorsy kinda. yeah so rounding out the the idea of first impressions when someone's driving past your billboard. Or sees your logo on a marketing material. You don't want them to like dry heave from a bad experience, <laughs> no. right?
2: Yeah, well, you, yeah, you obviously.
1: want them to have good feelings, right? First impressions are important. If you take away one thing from this podcast, it's that first hey. impressions matter. <laughs> so, digging deeper into what a brand is, it's it lives in the heart and the mind. I pointed to my heart when I said <laughs> mind, and my mind when I said heart. But it's not the it, it's not the tangible things. It's intangible. Mm-hmm. It's not your brick and mortar it's your your vision statement, your mission statement, how you treat customers, all these intangible things that combine into your brand. So I mean, really, but you could
0: Go ahead. Gordon. Sorry.
2: Well, it's just interesting you could, for instance, Apple. The Apple store, their brick and mortar store is very much a part of their brand. I mean, sure. yeah. yeah. It plays a part of it's it. It's not yeah. everything, but it is it is definitely a part of it. You know, it's so some sometimes a store may just be a store, but then you have places like Apple
1: where you walk in and you know you're in an Apple store. Yeah, that plays into it. Their brand is also innovation. Actually, this is a good time for the branding game. <laughs> <laughs> and you actually heard my presentation in Maui, so uh, <laughs> you may be cheating here. All right, so Apple, when it comes to their brand, what is it not? Their brand is not computers, phones, software. What would you say their brand is? You know, they're, they're disruptors, they're innovators, they think outside the box, they throw Cutting hammers. Cutting edge. At you. That's exactly right. And empowering people. So you hit all the keywords I had in my presentation, plus empowering people. All right, Coca-Cola's next. It is not... Polar bears. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not polar bears. It's not carbonated beverages. Should be polar bears. It, it should, should be. be. It should be. It's making a difference and creating a better shared future. That's straight from their website.
0: Yeah, because there's a lot of it is about share a Coke with somebody or like making memories and...
1: And recycling and all that good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And the last one is FedEx. Mm -hmm. It is not shipping. It is not printing. What do you think it is?
0: Connection, maybe? Connecting people?
1: That's good. Court, do you have any idea? I don't really. Reliability and making a world of difference. Oh, nice. (laughs) And I know a lot of these seem pie in the sky, but these little mission statements or vision statements really drive a company. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting, you know,
2: even even now as we're discussing this and talking about how brand is not marketing and so forth, when you ask me what is FedEx, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is when it absolutely positively has to be there overnight. That was a slogan of theirs right. from a while ago, but I guess it's still kinda, it still kind of, still sort of speaks to their brand. It does. Well, it's,
0: and in their logo, they've got the hidden arrow.
1: That's right. One of, so my, one of my favorite logos. Yeah, there's
0: a lot of like logos, like they have the hidden arrow. Amazon has the arrow that goes from a to z so it's like you can get everything there which but, is also
1: a smiley face mm-hmm. oh
0: yeah but my point that i was going to say earlier is when you talked about those intangibles Is for you that may be listening that have like a small business or maybe it's even a medium-sized business or a large business that what I take away from you talking about the intangibles that really make a difference in your brand is things that you can do that do not cost much, if any, money. That's right. That it is stuff that you can put some time and thought into to make a difference, make an impact, but you're not having to throw a bunch of capital at
1: it. Those two words are important time and thought. Yeah, you got to spend money on a logo. Logos are really important, blah, blah, blah. But time and thought you have to spend time Mm -hmm. to create your brand. So branding versus marketing. We've talked a little bit about it, but a brand is the soul of the business and refers to the perception customers have about you. Like I said, it's the intangibles transcending a logo, a storefront and features. Successful branding tells individuals on the outside what makes a business tick on the inside. That came directly from me. Do you like it?
0: I like it. <laughs> I like that.
1: Okay, so on the other side of the coin, marketing is based on customer needs. It's all about developing a product, demand, and satisfying your target market. So David Pickler told me this. This really helped me understand. Branding is a pull, and marketing is a push. Hmm, okay. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Branding is strategy, and marketing is, is, is tactics. It's a tactical thing. So branding is the overall idea, what do you want to accomplish, and marketing are the individual things you do, to achieve that overall goal. Yeah.
0: And I would think that nowadays with so much, you know, social media and so much present out there that if someone was to really focus on branding and telling their story, then they wouldn't have to do as much marketing because them telling their story, others would do marketing for them essentially by referring them and talking about them and talking about how they feel about these businesses.
1: You hit it right on the head, Katie. Katie. So one of my favorite quotes about branding is from Jeff Bezos, Amazon's founder. In Maui, we talked a lot about Jeff Bezos <laughs> because I think he has a yacht permanently parked there at I think all times. So. But he said, um, "Your brand is what customers say about you when you're not in the room," mm-hmm. and I think that just sums it up perfectly.
0: So brand and reputation go hand in
1: hand. They it sure sounds do. Like yeah, yeah. And your brand, you can't really force into people, tell them what to think. I mean, that's up to people when they leave your business. So when you're not in the room, what are they whispering to others about you? Hopefully it's positive things.
0: Well, and that's what you can tell about brand for sure, because when you've heard of these scandals happening with companies, then it's their brand. We may say their reputation is tarnished. It's their brand that's tarnished. And it's hard for them to get out from underneath it. And a lot of them don't survive that. But then it may be that they have to go back to the drawing boards, really put some thought and time into it, and figure out how they're going to launch themselves telling their story despite what had happened.
1: Sure. You ready to talk about voice?
0: Yeah, let's hear about the voice.
1: This is the voice. No? No? I'm an American Idol kind of guy. Oh, I don't. I don't know <laughs> what the theme song for that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more of a noise. Yeah. So your your voice is the personality your brand takes on, whether that be on your website, social media, marketing materials, and your speeches, all of that stuff. Do either of you follow Wendy's, the fast food account on Twitter? I'm not on Twitter. I don't do the tweets. Tweets.
2: But uh, but. I- I read articles where basically people summarize what Wendy's has done, you know, and they'll they'll just, it's it's articles that are completely,
1: entirely devoted to just Wendy's owning people. Their voice, in quotes, um, is, it's catty, it's funny, it's irreverent. Every brand has a voice and you have to decide what that voice is going to be. So going back to Wendy's, they'll have an annual roast day where followers, and even big brands, they'll tweet at Wendy's and say, roast me. And Wendy's (laughs) will light them up. And it works. So it shows your voice doesn't have to be serious if you're a multi-billion dollar company.
0: If you've got an established, like you know that Wendy's, people are gonna get, Wendy's have been around for so long. Everybody's gonna go get your Frosty and your little junior cheeseburger.
1: So as as a business owner, as an employee, an employer, doesn't matter. You have to be confident in what your brand voice is um, for instance, the Pickler voice, our unique value proposition is our family delivering solutions for your family. Mm-hmm. So solutions and family, I bake that into our voice. Everything we say on social media, we feature our, our staff members. That's part of family. We feature clients. Mm-hmm. We're strong, dependable. We're all about communication, bullcast, bull TV, bull talk, uh, transparency, all these little words I bake into our voice and I make sure it's always there.
0: And that's kind of why it's important to, if you do have multiple people running your social media accounts, making sure they keep consistent that voice. And it can't be that a consumer can tell, oh, well, I think this person wrote that and somebody else wrote that. And that's where like, I mean, sometimes I'll hijack Bullcast and I always have to tell Cam, I'm sorry if this doesn't sound like the voice.
1: (laughs) This is the voice. Now it's stuck in my head for it. (laughs) Uh, So let your voice be heard developing an authentic voice aligned with company branding develops trust and recognition with audiences. Trust is super important. It's hard to gain and it is easy to lose. Mm -hmm. Your voice allows key stakeholders to get a clear sense of company values and it connects audiences more deeply to brand messaging.
0: That's I mean, it's a great opportunity for you to tell your story and just tell tell the story you want to tell. Yeah, you may be a gym owner or a sandwich shop owner, but what do you want to tell? This is a place for you to come with your loved ones and share a meal, or this is a place for you to be free and be your best self. Exactly. I mean, whatever you want it, whatever you want it to be. The possibilities <laughs> are endless in <And> call cam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. Yep. All right, let's talk about growing your brand, and I'm going to loop you guys into this. Uh, Branding is one of the most important activities your business can engage in, if you guys haven't picked up on that already. Building a strong and recognizable brand will help you connect with your existing customers, sell to new ones, and encourage loyalty. So I found this list on Forbes of top business leaders when it comes to growing your brand. So I'll jump on the first one, and you want to go round robin? Cool. All right, number one, do a values check. Branding isn't about your logo, as you guys heard me say. It's about your message, what you're broadcasting to the world. First, check in with your own values. Does the wording and look and feel on your website, social media profiles and materials match up with those values? A couple of years ago, our entire team sat down for a few hours to really flesh out our unique value proposition. Mm-hmm. And it's important as part of our culture to get everyone's input and merge it into one succinct message so our family delivering solutions for your family yeah. do a values check
0: well and let me just throw this in there That also includes that your employees are living and breathing that as well you want to make sure you have the right people on your team to help spread that message and those values yeah
1: nobody wants a debbie downer or negative no. nancy
0: <laughs> okay number two know thyself and align the most fundamental part of branding is truly understanding who you are so that you can align all of your actions and your environment the deeper your understanding of values, vision, and other brand attributes, the better able you are to align all parts of your life consistent with your brand. You are the most critical part of your branding strategy.
1: That's exactly right. And one thing I didn't hit on, um, this is with my logo creations, but also branding is consistency. Mm-hmm. You have to use it over and over again the same way, yeah. or it will get lost, or you'll forget what you're doing,
0: and people won't recognize it. Like you know, the red bullseye—that's Target. You could—I mean, it could even be half of the logo, and you're like. It's a Target bag over there. Yeah. Like you recognize it.
1: Imagine at Pickler Companies, if every few months we got a new logo or changed our messaging, mm-hmm. people would have no idea what we're all about, no. and they would lose trust in us. Like you guys, you guys don't know what you're doing. You're wishy-washy. So <laughs> you're wishy-washy. I'm going somewhere else. Interesting. Okay, so
2: look, check this out. Uh, the the first one was uh, do a values check, and it's 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 about uh, checking in with your own values and you know your message and so forth. The second one was. Know thyself and align. And the most fundamental part of branding is truly understanding who you are, so that you can align all of your actions. De- Cameron and Katie are sounding wise they are, th- Their message is 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 pure. It's beautiful. Now mine. Use great photos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's important. It's so important, <laughs> especially with like Instagram and all of that. Like people. People do not have time anymore to read long things. They just want to have a quick, like, something to grab their attention.
1: Yeah, and we live in such a visual culture. You need photos and graphics. Mm -hmm. What's the idiom? A picture is worth a thousand thousand words. words. There it is. Yep. (laughs) So a great picture
2: is worth a million words? Yeah, let's (laughs) make that. So most small businesses are personal brands, meaning you are the face of your brand. So that's for small businesses. So if if that's the case, use photos of you that reflect your personality and style to make sure your website and brand stand out from the crowd online. So that way you'll attract your ideal clients and you'll get your message across with hopefully less effort.
1: That's right. No. Don't well, use shoddy headshots. No,
0: don't don't use and don't use stock photos like. At the end of the day, people really want to see themselves. And so if you highlight your clients, and obviously have permission, but if you show real people, then people are going to be like, oh, well, I want to be the 50th person in line and get my picture on the website. Like, I I want to be a part of that.
1: Yeah, our most successful social media campaigns feature our team and our clients. Mm -hmm. Like we have an initiative going on right now called Oh, The Places You'll Go, where clients pick up a PWA flag, they take it on their trip with them, hold it up, take a picture, send it to us, and then we post it. We'll have a drawing at the end of the year, and we will award the winner $1,000 for their favorite charity.
0: And So so that person that then has posted then can share it on their account, and then somebody looking at it might be like, well, what's Pickler Wealth Advisors? Let me check this out, and then it kind of draws them back, and they're like, "Oh, okay, that's cool."
2: Unless Cameron puts pictures of the troll on the on the website Jeez. or on the on the Instagram feed, and then people just run away screaming and crying. Are I've you calling yourself cry. a troll?
1: I, I've made children. You are cry. not a troll. <laughs> it's a camera distortion. You're always on the edge. All right, number four: Be true to you. This is probably one of my my favorites. It's all about being authentic to who you are, the values you have, and the skills you excel at. Nobody wants to see fakeness. Be authentic. Um, authenticity is imperative to branding success. Avoid pressure to constantly reinvent yourself or overstate and inflate your message. Mm-hmm. A simple articulation of who you are and what you are good at, shared succinctly and clearly, will suffice to nail down your brand. Ooh, that's good. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's also, you know, know who you are, but don't try and portray who you're not Because people can read through that and just most people in this day and age, honesty seems to be so rare that if someone comes to you and, you know, wants something or needs something and you are just like, you know what, that's not who we are, but here's somebody who may be able to help you with that that goes so much further than just trying to say, oh yeah, I can do that. And you have no business handling whatever that would be.
1: That's right. And when you hear me say authentic and you hear Katie say honest, that doesn't mean you can't brag on yourself. Bragging on yourself is important if it's done well. Like Mm -hmm. here's some awards our company have won. Here's what we're doing in the community. That goes a long way.
0: Absolutely. Okay, number five, become the media. I
1: like this one.
0: Yeah, it's so important because before I read these notes, When I was at JDRF, uh, the nonprofit, then a lot of it was, oh, we're doing this wonderful event or we're honoring this person. Let's call the media. And, you know, you'd call them, you'd spend all these hours doing it, and you never know if they're going to show up or not. So what this one is saying is social media, camera phones, podcast has given us amazing opportunities to build and expand our brands. Whatever it is you want to be known, you can get the message out faster, bigger, and better by becoming the media. No need to wait for that news anchor to show up or that media camera to get there and record. You control it, and then if they miss out on it, it's on them.
1: Yeah, and if media does show up, you're kind of relying on them to tell the story you want them to tell. Mm -hmm. But if you are the media, you can say the exact story, the exact message you want to get out there. With okay, so just as an example, I mean, and
2: remaining completely apolitical. uh, You know, I'm not. I'm not trying to get into a big political conversation, but. The perfect example of somebody who just did that 100% in the last, you know, four or five years is Donald Trump. He absolutely just, he he took over his his own own message. He sure did, yeah. I mean, you know, he he said what he wanted to say. His t- followers went straight to him, got what his perspective was on stuff from Twitter, and that
1: was it. Boom. It didn't matter what anybody else was saying. He found his niche. Yeah. Yeah. His niche. His niche? What do niche, y'all say? Niche. 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 And I think that's actually one of these points coming up, but he found it.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's kind of, I mean playing to some of the fun pop culture shows like Olivia Pope on um, uh, Scandal. And like, there's a lot of shows like that that are um, fixers. But what do they do? They become the media. They control the message they want to get out. So if there is something bad that happens or something good, you get ahead of the game and you control what is out there before anything else can portray the message for you.
2: Number six, improve your culture. Okay, culture is a big... Word. yeah, it's yeah. a big yeah. buzzy buzzword, buzzword it, it's it's all over the place. People are always talking about culture and you know what does what does culture really mean? Culture is so important and few I, I don't think really many uh, many companies actually understand and and succeed in in developing the culture that they want. A lot of times you'll have companies that think they have culture one way and then the the, what if you talk to if you talk to the rank and file employees culture is completely different Mm -hmm. than than whatever it is you're so make sure make sure your culture is what you want it to be and make sure that if it's bad that you improve it because it sends out a message not just it's your your culture is going to be what what you your what your staff and what your employees are putting out into the world so Mm -hmm. it's it's sending a message out to the world whether you want it to or not of what what your company is like and if that culture is good and positive uh then then your employees will be putting out good and positive uh messages into the world and if it's negative then it's gonna it's gonna
1: reflect negatively on you right how, how would you guys define culture just personally i know i'm putting you on the spot here
0: culture I usually think like your values or your family and just kind of your beliefs honestly yeah,
1: yeah for, for me I think it would be maybe like a unifying message for an entire team unbiased yeah. and by that I mean like the boss doesn't think it's good culture and and then you ask the employees and they think it's bad I think it everyone rallies around one idea or mm-hmm. belief
2: yes but then again that 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 speaks that speaks absolute Absolutely, to what I was just saying. Culture is not about it's not it's not just about a message, you know. Because you can all day long you can be sending out the message that our culture is about happiness. But if your if your culture is actually misery, then it doesn't matter how many times you say your culture is happiness. It's it's actually going to be misery. So it's a lot more. Culture is it is it is beliefs. It is behavior. It is um it is everybody actually backing up their words
1: with deeds and actually it's walking the walk as yeah, much as walk anything the walk, talk the talk, yeah talk. Really, yeah well, this is an interesting conversation because it, culture is very similar to brand a lot of it is the intangibles yeah kind of that warm and fuzzy hopefully your culture is warm and fuzzy yeah i mean yeah. I,
0: I don't know if it's maybe more of my my internal but i feel like especially like the three of us and i think several people and in our office have the culture, the belief of the work hard, play hard philosophy. And that's why, yeah, when we posted the pictures of us in Hawaii and everybody's like, oh yeah, it looks like y'all had fun. Like we had that work hard, play hard philosophy that we are all dedicated to our clients, dedicated to our work and know that there's, you know, reward that comes with it because we're going to have that family balance and understanding that our culture is, family is first. That means family of our clients, but family of each employee's personal. And so we all have that synergy that we know if someone's got to be out because of a family emergency, we're going to step in and make sure their things are taken care of for them. And so I think it's, we're yeah. kind of that family and work hard, play hard philosophy. That's
1: right. You kind of took the words out of my mouth. Sorry, we're lingering on culture here, but I just think it's an interesting it's conversation. Yeah, I was going to talk about the Pickler culture, but you hit on a lot of Sorry. it. Sorry. Like, clients come first. That's the yeah. priority in our culture. Also, communication, not just with clients, but with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to go to a manager, and that manager goes to the man- another yeah. manager. We-, we can all go straight to David Pickler, our boss. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really neat. Well, it's interesting. One of the things
2: that you said uh, in your in your notes here, Cameron, was uh, that it is your company's soul yeah. Culture is your company's soul. So it's worth paying attention to because it's the soul. Um, I, I'm not sure 100% I know what that means, but I like it. <laughs> and I
0: think it also, sorry to keep diving on this, but like culture is so important on the culture you have with your clients, your customers, but also the culture you have within your staff. And so if there's a rotten egg within your staff, then that can, you know, that can impact the entire internal culture. Yeah, it's like
1: an infection that grows.
0: Yeah, and so you need to, you know, those that may be in the leadership role need to be aware of what's happening and having those communications because one bad egg can make everybody sour.
1: All right, let's move it. All right, number seven, niche. It's time for the niche. (laughs) Defining your niche. You can't be all things to all people. I think that, that boils it down. Well, I found this cool Venn diagram, you know, the circles that overlap mm-hmm. and there's uh, there's this one, it's four circles that kind of build out a square and uh, one of them is your passion. The other is your strengths, then your audience's needs, then your vision and in the middle where they all overlap is your niche. So uh, narrow your target market by either offering a specialized product or service or by serving a specific demographic. For example, busy moms who want to find a healthy work-life balance versus anyone who wants to find a healthy work-life balance. There's a reason brain surgeons get paid more than general practitioners.
0: (laughs) And I think that's kind of going back to don't try and be who you're not. I have heard, you know, David say this in several meetings. I've started saying this to some people that we are, we are not everybody's financial advisor. We're not the right fit for everybody. Because there are just certain situations like someone who wants to be an active trader and calling in every you know, couple of minutes or so, oh, buy this, sell this, do that. We're not your person because we want to think about your overall picture. We want to think about your dreams and goals and make sure that we're in it for the long haul or whatever set goal you have in mind. And so we'll tell you that straight up. Like, look, we can help you with this aspect of it, but that—that that is something that you'd be better off working with somebody else. And so I think that's kind of defining your niche, figuring out what you are, oh, yeah. and outsource if you need to.
2: Oh, yeah. We, we, we absolutely, here at Pickler Wealth Advisors, we, we, we know what our sweet spot is. And, mm-hmm. and we're, we're, we're pretty good at nailing that sweet spot.
1: That's right. Katie, I want to dive a little bit deeper into what you were saying okay. um, f- about hopes and dreams. For instance, on our client profile questionnaire, when we're onboarding any client or mm-hmm. financial planning um, clients, we ask them, what are your, your top dreams? What are your hopes? What do you want to do before you die? You know what? And, and, yeah. and some people may say, oh, that's that's a little too pie in the sky. That's weird. But it's important to us because we want to know where you see yourself in the future. What do you want to get accomplished?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that questionnaire. Some people definitely go, oh, no. Because there's even a question on there is you just got the diagnosis that you're only going to be able to live for a couple of months. What do you wish you had done? And that really... It goes into behavioral psychology and really diving down what's important because what they tell you in that question is like, okay, that is what's keeping them up at night. That's what's, we talk about the tummy factor because a lot of people, when they first come to you, they say, oh, I want help with my taxes or I want help opening up a retirement account, but it's, you know, peeling the onion. It's going deeper and figuring out what they actually really want and that's where kind of like our our sweet spot is, is that we keep asking questions. We're not transactional. We're relationships.
2: Yes, ma'am. Number eight.
0: Uh, meet your audience where they are. If you want to be unique, get your branding right. You hear that? If you want to be unique, get your branding right. Address your target market in the places they hang out with the messages they expect to hear using the distribution methods and mediums they like. Like, so, for example, don't advertise on the back of the bathroom stall in that shady bar. I I mean, do y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. (laughs) Those advertisements. I'm always like, do people just sit in here and like, do they get a lot of business from this?
2: I mean, those advertisements are
1: much better placed when they're right above the urinal. I was just about to (laughs) say. Well, for
0: a female, they're in the stall, okay?
1: Yeah, nothing like a business card pinned right above the urinal.
0: (laughs) So it's a simple formula that many do not follow. Your brand is your identity. And once you have that set, you can get creative with the rest. That's just important to remember. And I love the graphic that Cam's got on here. It's just kind of the thumbprint and showing your brand is your identity.
1: Now, Court, this next one that you have, these aren't numbered in in importance, but this is probably my favorite or one of the most important.
0: Why don't you take it? No, no.
1: I I want want Court to savor it. (laughs) (laughs) It basically, I think what Cameron was saying
2: was, now, Court, you need to take this one seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it's serious time, Court. Don't screw it up. <laughs> okay, so the next one is make your brand human. Now, think of your brand as a real person, but bigger. Uh, we often make the mistake of thinking our brand is thinking of our brand too broadly. We often make the mistake of thinking of our brand too broadly. So broad translates as vague and forgettable, Mm -hmm. you know, we're love, we're whatever, you know, it's just sort of some vague pie in the sky hope. So you want it to be more specific than that. So think about the brands that you remember. They're, they're human and they're real. They get stuck in our minds because they uh, touch on a part of ourselves that we didn't think anyone else
1: could see. I think that also ties into authenticity, what we hit on earlier. Yeah. There's a little graphic here of, of a man holding a heart. And around it is purpose, story, empathy, personality, and authenticity. Mm. I think that's the, those are the ingredients you need for making your brand human. What are some brands? I mean, I don't necessarily... Tony the Tiger. They're great.
2: That's an anthropomorphized tiger. Not only that, but he's 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 a cartoon. Not human at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's, he's real to me. Oh, man. Gosh.
2: No, I don't... You know, it's interesting that this point of yours, Cameron, br- br- make your brand human. I, there are some very successful brands that I don't necessarily think of as human. I don't think of Apple as human. You know, really speaking to humanity.
1: I think of it as... See, I do. ...sterile and... It, <sighs> Yeah, that's part of their aesthetic is sterile when you go into their store. Yeah. But all of their messaging, their keynotes, their technology, it's all about advancing humans. Like the Apple Watch, it's all about health. And like, mm-hmm. if you fall, it will call 911. 9- you know, yeah. it's little things like that that they do that makes it human to me. I'm not saying it has to be human to you. It's no, all no, no. personal yeah. preference. Well,
2: I mean, you see previous point that we said where you, you know your audience or whatever it was.
0: Well, and maybe you change it that it's not necessarily human, but it's, It's identified on its own. It's a standalone. Like, you know, the FedEx logo is a standalone or, you know, the MTV logo, that was alive to me. That in itself had so much energy behind it. And yeah, they would tweak it and change the color schemes and stuff, but that just sent something.
1: That's right. When I see that logo, I think of spring break.
0: (laughs) Well, it's like the Playboy Bunny. Like that logo sent a significant image and was a standalone when that was put on a t-shirt or plastered up on a billboard you knew that what that was
1: right all right number 10 rounding out this list give your wisdom away and we believe in this at pickler companies we do this a lot so Mm -hmm. branding is not a trick it's who you are the best strategy is to just do what you do and if you do it well people will want more and i say education plays an enormous role in client engagement yeah don't hoard your knowledge feel free to give it away you're not going to lose clients in fact you're going to build trust
0: that's what this is
1: that's what this is that's what bullcast is
0: bullcast is all about education like we don't we don't have to be doing this we enjoy doing this but we're taking time to really educate and tell our clients about all these different financial things and that's why we're you know almost to a 100 episodes sharing our knowledge. <laughs>
1: Well, thanks for participating, guys. We should probably close this out, but I did want to give a few pointers on how you can grow your social media reach, which is part of your brand. Um, I would say a podcast like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fairly affordable. I was going to say it's easy to do, but it is, it is hard, to, hard to fit in in a, in a packed day. Um, there's also blogging. You know, if you blog, usually those will jump their way up to the top of Google and you'll be seen as the go-to in your industry if you blog. I would also say video. Video is king right now. People love Tick, videos. Talk. Yep. If <laughs> uh, if an image is worth 10,000 words and a video is worth a few million, a then couple then
0: mil. Please do not do those videos that are trending right now. That's like you watch and you get all the way to like the last few seconds and then they just don't show you like what they were going to show you. It I, kills me. I hate those so much. I just get mad. Like, oh yeah, well, we're going to show you. Uh, uh, and then it just stops.
1: And there's a reason TikTok is so big right now because it's all video. People like to consume it these days.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's going to be evolving and changing. Like, what works now may not be the hot thing in 10, 15 years. Three years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys want to bullseye this?
2: Well, I mean, Cameron, you you, you bullseyed it right up at the front there. You, we, we almost did this backwards. You gave your bullseye at the very beginning, and then we ended with the list. Well, I have one more bullseye then. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can bullseye. You can bullseye. Okay, well, then we're <laughs> taking it
1: to the bullseye. <laughs> Mine is pretty simple i'd say look at look at your your company's logo whether it's your personal small business logo the company you work for and just ask yourself what does this what is behind this logo what does it stand for mm-hmm. yeah it's a simple mark but it tells a story and a lot of clients all of your clients are seeing it so ask yourself what what is behind that logo and if it's negative things if it's not good you need to seriously reevaluate pull your team together yeah. bullseye
0: go off of what you just said it's also important to have an outside person look at it um Mm -hmm. you know when we went down to this group in hawaii cam kind of did a quick little brand audit and just take took a look at their twitter account and their facebook and their website and really told them what he perceived from the site and that was good because you think about it when you are working it and living and breathing and you're passionate about it you're gonna you're gonna see that every time you look at it, but it may not be as clear to an outside person. And that's why it's important to, I think, spend a little money on having that brand that really tells your story and having that person maybe come in and give an outside opinion and tell you what you're telling other people about. And I mean, we help people all the time with these businesses on a financial and legal and tax side, but it's also, you know, the communication, the marketing is so important. So if you have a great business product, whatever it may be, just make sure that you're putting your best foot forward and that people know who you are and you're telling the story that you want to tell. Bullseye.
2: And as always, I'll just close it out by pointing out to you that um, you may not be able to be this this all-important creative for yourself so it's always important to make sure that you've surrounded yourself with uh, team members that can complement what you have to offer with whatever they have to offer because I for instance am just simply not creative this whole branding thing is, is really completely lost on me I know what I like I know what I don't like but I have uh, a very limited skill in terms of coming up with something that I think will that I think will actually resonate with other people but hey doesn't matter, because I've got somebody like Cameron on my team. Uh, so if you're if you if you're like me, then you need to go out
1: and find yourself a cam.
0: Find you a cam.
1: That's my bullseye. And I know we've talked about a lot of stuff, but I just want to reiterate the one point on the front end. What is a brand? It's the promise you make to your customers, and it's what people say about you when you're not in the room. I just want our listeners yes. to take those two points away, and that <laughs> <That's-> is it. <laughs>
0: so evaluate your brain check it out let us know
1: double bullseye time yeah I, I, I will
2: not be doubling up Ladies and gentlemen, you have made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you like what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have our podcast beamed directly into your face every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about me, Katie, and Cameron, we've got bios on our website. That's bullcastpodcast.com. You can also check out our pictures on the Instagram. That Instagram handle is at bullcastpodcast. And we also, although I don't tweet, there is somebody that. Doing some tweeting on the Twitter, and that handle is at Bullcast Podcast as well. Finally, if you'd like to find out even more about me, Katie, and Cameron, or maybe find out more about our boss or where we work, our amazing team at Pickler Wealth Advisors, then please feel free to go to that website. That is picklerwealthadvisors.com. That's advisors with an O, not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been given so much. We have we have we have bled for you. We have given you our wisdom. We've we, given our our wisdom away for free. We've branded them. We, so please take this and go forth and be merry until the next time you hear from us. I am Court. I'm Katie. I'm Cameron, and we're done.